Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of This Week, a podcast and visual series hosted by me, Allie Rothrock. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can watch it on IGTV at This Week Podcast or on my YouTube channel, Allie Rothrock. On episode two of This Week, we are going to be talking about goal setting, productivity, and a week in the life. I do many different things. My schedule is full of many, many different types of things that need my time and my energy and my creative space and my attention. So over the years as an entrepreneur, I've really honed in my ability to be efficient and to be as productive as I need to be with scheduling lots of needed downtime. I'm going to tell you all the things that I do, but rest assured, I am not productive all the time. Um, And we're going to talk about uh, kind of rest here towards the end of the episode. So let's get right into it. First and foremost, when it comes to productivity and organization, I follow a couple different um, ideas around how to best do that. So number one is over the holiday season, my husband and I read a book um, called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I could not recommend more. Uh, We kind of book clubbed it, like we would read a chapter at a time individually and make notes and then come back and talk about, you know, what parts really stood out to us, whether it is in terms of communication or in business or in goal setting or in whatever. I cannot recommend this book um, and this really prolific thinker, Stephen Covey, enough. So in this book, Stephen Covey talks about ways to organize your time and kind of prioritize things that need your attention. And while most of us, you know, those of us who make lists, um, we kind of make a daily to-do list, right? Like here are all the things that I need to do in the day, ideally. But of course, things happen, things come up. And what I know has happened to me in the past, if I've had a, a, you know, a daily to-do list and then I don't get to like five of those items, Sometimes they don't get on my next today's to-do list and they're just kind of, they just don't really get done. And so what I loved about Stephen Covey was that he recommends a weekly to-do list, not a daily to-do list. And, you know, starting January 1, as soon as we all got back to the work week, I got a day planner and I'm gonna just going to open to like a blank week. So this is just in May. And what I do now to help myself stay organized is I make a list, and if you're watching me do this, you can you know see what, what these pages look like. Um, so I make a list of everything that I have to accomplish task-wise here, and then I can say, here's, what, here's where I think I can fit those things in in my week overall. And that makes it so much easier for me to accomplish all the things that I need to and be as productive as I need to be because I can really look at my week as a whole and find the times where, you know, if I have to spend three hours writing something, well, that takes a different type of energy than just say busy work like email. So when do I feel like I'm going to have the, the brain space to do things like that? And so I have found, you know, every page since January, every week is extremely colorful because I use um, color coding for all the different kind of hats that I have to wear. Um, And I write in pencil so I can move things around. But the the concept of a weekly to-do list and not a daily to-do list has really transformed my productivity and my organization and the way that I'm able to stay on top of things. So if you are someone that always feels like you're behind, you always feel like you don't know what you're supposed you like when you're supposed to be doing what, don't know really how to schedule your time, I recommend getting a 
day planner that will allow you to look at weeks at a time and have space for different to-do lists. Another thing about how I have to organize my time is that I make my schedule every week based on my husband's rotating shift work. So for example, I'm filming this on a Saturday because he's working on a Saturday. And so when I look at my week ahead, I see, okay, he has off Monday and Tuesday. So maybe Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to plan to do a little bit less work, knowing that I can make up for it on the weekends like I'm doing today, because his weekends don't always line up with Saturday and Sunday, although sometimes they do, and that's very nice. So that's the biggest thing ahead of um, kind of the different, all the different things that I have to schedule in my, in my week. So in the first episode of this week, you heard me you know, give a little bit of an introduction about myself for those who don't know me and talk about kind of the three main areas that are in my life professionally, like the three hats I wear professionally. And so I'm going to get into just a little bit more about what each of those requires of me in a week um, and just kind of what a week in the life could look like. And then at the end, we'll wrap up um, with a little bit of, you know, downtime and rest and and all of that and how the pandemic has really changed um, our productivity and our rest and, and just all of that. So the very first thing that I do every day um, and, and something that takes probably the most amount of my creative energy every week is like you heard in the last episode, I am an author. I published, I self-published my first book, Where Hope Lives in 2010. And at the end of 2020, a full decade later, um, I was signed to a literary agency and then, um, got a book deal for my second book, which is on trauma recovery. And it is coming out in 2022. So I'll get into more of that in the episode episode I'm going to do on writing because I know I have gotten so many questions on just that process. Um, So so I'll get into that a little bit later. But basically what is happening now is that um, as I am filming this, it's the beginning of March 2021. And on June 1st, 2021, my final book edits are due. So I've been working with my amazingly brilliant and wonderful editor, Lisa, Um, since the beginning of January, going over every single word that is in the manuscript that they purchased. And so writing a book, and again, I'll get into this more and more, uh, is like a giant puzzle. And except you're working with, you're trying to put a puzzle together when you don't have all the pieces yet. And so sometimes my, you know, I'll get to my desk at five in the morning because from five to eight, I do edits every day. And sometimes I write a couple of pages and three sentences in that all that work is actually what I was trying to say. You know, sometimes I sit down and it's like my brain is just firing on all cylinders and I will write a page of like gold, but most times that's not how it happens. And so there's just so much work and thinking and what kind of message am I giving to the reader and am I saying this right in a way that can be, you know, relatable and understood. And so doing those edits and then having, you know, Zoom meetings with my editor um, every couple of weeks is what takes the most of my creative energy. And I found that scheduling that at the beginning of the day and really not letting my brain turn over into um, CEO and executive director mode, which is kind of the transition that I make around 8 a.m., I found that, that giving myself space to write um, a memoir, you know, something that's so personal, 
that takes so much energy um, in the in the morning is really like what works best for me. Um, and so that's how I, I kind of start my day. And every day, every week at the um, you know top of every day in my day planner, it says edits. And so that's that's the very first thing I do every day. And I've worked it into my schedule so much and think about it all day, every day. Um, come June 1st, it's going to be very strange to send the the final you know, everything to Lisa and then be like, okay, here it is, this piece of my heart and soul. Um, that's going to be very strange, but I'm excited. Um, um, and also writing, I think, <laughs> I don't know if you watch The West Wing, which is my favorite show of all time forever. Um, CJ Craig is my favorite like TV character ever. I just adore the West Wing. Um, it's something that I think I found like at the beginning of quarantine. I came across that show and was like, I've been hearing about it. I guess I should finally, you know, watch it. Um, and I just fell in love with it and I just kind of have it on on repeat now. Um, and the president's speechwriter in the West Wing, his name is Toby and I adore that character. And there's a moment in the show where he is working on the State of the Union, which is like the biggest deal speech um, that he ever has to write. And everybody is kind of checking in with him, like, how's it going? You know, it's obviously a huge, massive deal that months and months of work go into. And there's this moment in the show where he's just kind of pacing around like the bullpen in the West Wing and someone's like, how's it going? And He's like, you know, basically don't ask me about it. And he says, it's not like putting a hammer to a nail. You can't rush these things. And he's just kind of frantic and frazzled. And sometimes I feel like that with my edits. I'm just like walking around our house in the early morning. And my husband's like, what are you doing? Like, how's it? How are your edits? Like, you're not editing right now. And I'm like, you can't rush these things. It's not like putting a hammer to a nail because it's so um, <laughs> seems like an impossible mountain to climb sometimes to do what needs to be done to write not just a good memoir, but a great one, which is what I hope this book will be. So that's kind of the author part of my brain. And then, like I said, right around 8 a.m., I transition into CEO brain because like you heard in the last episode, I am the CEO of On the Job and Off, which is an online learning platform. We do mental health, wellness, and anti-violence education for first responders. And so being the CEO basically means I'm the one steering the ship. So people have questions, they ha have ideas, all of the different input that comes when you have this, this idea and you put it out into the world. And my job is to basically keep us on our path and keep us moving forward. And, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know that when you have an idea, when you start a business, um, you are both steering the ship and paddling. Like you're doing all of the work. It's your little boat that you're trying to just keep moving in any direction, hopefully the right direction. And, you know, on the job and off turns three this year. And we have begun bringing other people onto the on the job and off team in a variety of capacities so that I don't have to be the one steering and paddling because there's just too much work in a good way like that's what you want is to get to a place where I am now at capacity and we have the resources and enough to do to bring other people onto the team and so that's something that um 
I'm very much looking forward to in 2021 is to to continue to steer the ship, obviously, but not have to do all of the paddling, all of the work um, kind of just in me. Um, another thing that takes a lot of my time um, that's always, you know, I'm always scheduling around is just meetings. Um, so many meetings, so many phone calls with either partners that we hope to have, different thing, you know, organizations that we're strategizing with, people that we want to work with, ideas that we might have. Um, I also spend a lot of time each week on the phone with different departments, fire chiefs, training officers, um, EMS captains fire administrators, commissioners, people that want to bring their first responders onto our platform because On the Job and Off is an annual membership platform. So um, people who, you know, hold the keys in a department say, okay, yes, we want to get all of our all of our folks access to what you have. And so we spend time, um, you know, talking about what that would look like, how to get access, you know, putting quotes together, sending invoices, all of that. Um, I also have to spend time um, writing and filming courses. This is one of the things that we are bringing other people on to help with shortly um, because all of the courses on On the Job and Off right now, except for two of them, are taught, except for three of them, are taught completely by me. So I wrote the course, I researched the course, um, and it's my face that you see teaching the course. And so that takes a lot of time. If I want to write a course about a certain topic or, you know, a certain subject has been requested enough to, to for me to like move it up in my brain in terms of priorities, okay, yes, this is something I want to tackle, then I have to either bring subject matter experts in or um, if it's something that I feel like I can speak to, I need to have more research and studies and, um, you know, statistics to back up certain things. So writing those courses is what takes a lot of my time. And it also takes the same type of creative energy that writing my second book does. And if I had to pick a place to put that creative energy, at least until June 1st, it's got to go to the edits. And so in the net, you know, in this beginning of 2021 time, um, we're working with two subject matter experts. So I don't have to be the one doing all of the research and putting all of the content into a course. Also, just because that's what I want for on the job and off is for it to not be my face all the time. Um, I love other people's opinions and perspectives and the ways that they can put things in a way that would resonate with someone versus how I would say it. I also do a lot of webinars um, for On the Job and Off on various topics. So people reach out to me either because they've seen me do a webinar someplace else or they've you know come across my TED Talk or hear about me some way and they want me to speak either at their conference or to their department um, or something like that. So I do a handful of webinars a month and fortunately I've done so many, I've presented over 500 times that I have so many different PowerPoints on various topics that, you know, if there's like six things that I really speak to often, there it's rarely, it rarely happens that I have to start from scratch on a PowerPoint. I can just really kind of compile you know, I'll take these three slides from, oh yeah, that talk I did in Alabama. And then I think that talk in Connecticut, I spoke on this. Let me go look at that PowerPoint. Then that talk I did in Florida, I also talked on that. So let me go get that slide. So I just kind of hobble the different things together based on the topic and the content that someone wants. And then the biggest thing that's taking my time with on the job and off right now is like I said, it's, you know, we're turning three this year and 
it's time to evolve the company into something more than what it is because that's what you always want to be doing in business is to constantly be assessing the products that you're giving people. Um, is it meeting the goals that you have? And what else can you offer? That's always been our, you know, how we look at what we do at On the Job and Off is what more can we offer first responders? And so um, there's been some really cool, big, uh, slightly terrifying ideas that have come up in the last couple of months and even in the last couple of weeks that we are actively working on right now. And so it's so many meetings and so many phone calls with the on the job and off team and so much thinking and planning on, okay, if we want to do this, what infrastructure do we need on our website? Logistically, how logistically, how do we do it? Like, it's a great idea. We can make it happen. You know, whatever that idea is that I'll share when, when it all uh, is, is live, but logistically, how do we do it? Because, you know, you don't want to put something out there and then you have a bunch of people interested in it. And then, you know, they're not sure how to find it on your website or the information that you need from them is not the information you're asking. And so you're constantly having to circle back. Like there's so much that goes into anything that we're trying, you know, anything at on the job and off, but especially these big ideas, um, they're very massive. And so just so many meetings, so much planning. Um, and hopefully in the next month or so, um, the first big idea will be announced. And then the other kind of hat that I wear professionally um, is that I'm the executive director of First Responders Care. And like we talked about in the last episode, um, First Responders Care was launched uh, at the end of 2020 based on the reaction to the CARES Project, the Child Abuse Recognition and Reporting for Emergency Services course that I wrote that was originally a part of On the Job and Off. And then based on that response um, and the fact that it was a tiny little bit mission shift for OTJO, I thought we need to create a separate entity for first responders care. And so really at the beginning of 2020, my job, and it was a lot harder than I anticipated it would be, uh, was establishing our board, putting together a board of directors. And I'm so fortunate to, to know so many different people, both in the emergency services world and on the social justice side, it was a lot harder to whittle down those names than I thought it was going to be. And not everybody that I asked said yes because of just not having time. But I truly believe that every single person that is on our board now, um, I think the makeup of our board is exactly as it was meant to. So um, First Responders Care is a nonprofit, is nestled with um, an organization called NDRI. So I'm fortunate enough to be able to use some of the resources at NDRI for our administrative tasks, for our grant writing, um, for our, you know, putting together a budget to, to use people who know about those things because I don't. And I mean, grant writing and, and applying for grants in and of itself is like, you know, can be a full time job for someone. So because for Responders Care is powered by NDRI, I'm able to take some of those administrative tasks off of my plate and give them to other people that I then work with, you know, to either approve things or um, say yes or no to things <laughs> that is approving things. Um, but I was able to take that admin stuff kind of off of my plate because I just don't have room for it. Um, and so this is like just an absolutely perfect setup. Um, that we're able to, to be with NDRI. 
And so my week is really kind of pinballs back and forth between, you know, author stuff, um, on the job and off stuff, first responders care stuff. And then that's kind of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is, is chock full of all of that. Thursdays every week are my day for standing meetings. So there's an on the job and off meeting every Thursday. First responders care board meeting is once a month on Thursday. And there's some other standing meetings that I have that it's, you know, every Thursday at 9 a.m. And that's kind of what Thursdays are. So if there's a random, you know, meeting or phone call or something, I try to schedule those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because Thursday, everything is a bit more structured and those meetings I never cancel, the standing ones that I have. And then Fridays, I schedule no meetings. So Fridays are um, just an open day for either things that got canceled earlier in the week and we and I don't have any other place to put them. But I also enjoy Friday as like a precursor to the weekend. And I usually let myself work like a half day if possible because I get to work so early, you know, at 5 a.m. here in my office um, and I'm just constantly on the phone, constantly on Zoom, constantly working. Um, I've you know, that's something that I started doing in 2021 is just saying like no meetings on Fridays, no phone calls on Fridays. And of course, you know, sometimes there are meetings that I work for months and months and months to get. And so it's like if that person needs to meet on a Friday, absolutely. Um, but that's kind of why I leave that day open is is for things like that. Um, and then every once a month, I schedule kind of like a full day or a half day to deal with all of my social media. And so I have all my personal pages. I have on the job and offs pages. I have first responders care pages. I now have this week pages. And that's across, you know, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So one of the things I'm going, I'm very excited uh, to, to look to have help on in 2021 is just the management of all of that and the content creation there um, because it does take like an entire day. And I do use Hootsuite to schedule stuff out, which is so helpful, but it's still just a lot of time that it takes to create those things. And then twice a month, I sit down and do this, um, which which I'm really excited about. And one of the reasons I like this format is because, you know, I'm just in my office. Like if I were to turn the camera around, you would see my messy desk and all my dry erase boards and, and everything. So it's it's an easier format for me to be able to fit in. Um, and so I film, I'm planning to film um, and kind of schedule things kind of two weeks out. And then there always has to be room in my schedule for emergencies, for people in crisis, because that is where a lot of my work lies. And so obviously emergencies can't be planned for you know, can't see him coming. And so when I write my week, like on a Friday, when I'm writing out my schedule for the next week, I always have an eye on what can come off my calendar and be moved. If, you know, there's an incident involving involving a firefighter injury or death around here, which is something that I respond to or a very significant call or a fatal house fire or something where, um, first responders need mental health resources, you know, now, like in the next hour. And so, you know, that kind of stuff does happen. And so I always have that my eye on like what can come off my calendar, what uh, is easy to reschedule, what's hard to reschedule, what's not possible to reschedule. And so, I mean, most of the people that I work with are also in the emergency services, so they understand how things just come up. Um, but I do always kind of have my eye on like what what can come off my calendar if it has to. 
And like I said in the beginning, I'm not productive all the time. Um, I know that sometimes people will comment on my Insta stories or something and say like, this pandemic has just affected my productivity so much. I hate working from home. You know, I miss my office. How is it that you can be so productive? And and the message that I really want to send there is I chose this. I chose working from home before the pandemic started. And so for me, the only thing that changed was that I didn't travel anymore, but all my work was still based right here in my house. And so this was something that I chose and something that I was used to before a year ago. Additionally, when I am feeling like I have low productivity or I don't really want to do anything, um, but it's still the work day and I still have stuff to do. The thing that I lean to at that time is reading, because like I said, if I want to write a course on a certain topic, I usually need to read a couple books about it, you know, in addition to other things. So this stack right here, and if you're watching the visual series, you can see it. So this is seven habits. I've already read this, but every other book on this stack is kind of like a, a need to read in the next month or so um, for various reasons, either courses or it's a business book that I that I you know want to know about that particular thing. So if it's a day where I just don't feel like I have a lot of energy or my edits were particularly draining that morning, um, I'll just read. And I found, you know, I love reading. I always I, I always have my office is full of bookshelves that uh, I could have like twice as many bookshelves and I would I have enough books to fill all of them in my office right now. Um, but that's something that I found is if I still want to be productive, like I don't want to just call it a day, um, but I just don't feel like I have any much more work in me at the time, I'll read. And so um, these are my two reads uh, that I really, really need to get to. <laughs> um. And then I also spend a lot of time um, journaling, meditating. You know, meditating can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, for me, I like to meditate at least once a day. And for me, what that just means is giving myself um, sensory rest. So... Um, I have like noise canceling headphones on. I, we live in a city, so there's people and noises and sirens all the time. Um, I don't have my phone around me. I don't have my Apple watch on to vibrate and buzz and dang and pull my attention. Um, I'm not listening to a podcast. There's no music on. And I just sit in a quiet spot, sometimes even in this chair, and I just close my eyes and try to quiet my thinking. And I do that for maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Sometimes I do it twice a day. Sometimes if I don't get to it in the morning, I'll do it right before bed. And I have found that every single time when I am stuck on something creative or in business, uh, maybe we're in the middle of a negotiation on a contract and I've said what I have to say, they have what said what they have to say and it doesn't seem like we're going to come to any common ground and I'm think I I know that there's something that I'm not thinking of I will stop what I'm doing and meditate and it's just a way for me to quiet all the thoughts and like give some space for something new to come that I haven't thought of before and I found that works incredibly effectively for me it's not about not thinking of anything because that's not 
really possible. And I've seen people um, get frustrated at themselves for like, why can't I not think of anything? Like that's not the goal. That's not, I don't think possible for us to just think of nothing, but it's about giving myself space to have some new ideas. Um, and that's why I really enjoy meditating. I also use the Calm app. Um, I got on a Black Friday sale last November and I use it all the time. There's meditations, there's sleep stories, there's all kinds of stuff that I just really enjoy and find if I can't get to that meditative space on my own, um, I will put on like a little meditation and it's just helpful to have someone kind of guide, um, guide that, that practice. And so I really enjoy doing that. Um, I also fit in time for exercise, whether that be at the CrossFit gym, yoga studio, I like to do kind of a variety of things. Um, and I've often found that that can be a good way to transition for me. Like if I'm going, from my edits, switching into work mode around like that 8 a.m., 9 a.m. time, going to the gym then and then coming back and saying like, okay, now I'm CEO or now I'm executive director. I found that to be like a really good transition time for me and a way to transition. And it can be the same at the end of the workday. It's like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. I will do an exercise, like go work out and then it's like evening and then I'm done working. It's like a forced way forces my brain to realize like, okay, we're not working anymore. We're going to do this other thing. And then lastly, just to talk about uh, goal setting, I know that is something that uh, can be tough. We, We set big goals and then maybe feel like we don't know the small steps to take to achieve those big goals. Um, I'm a really big fan of taking big swings, as I call them, and I'll talk more about that in the entrepreneur episode what that kind of translates to into taking big swings in business. Um, But I'd like to set big goals and then kind of work my way into them in terms of things that I want to achieve. Goals can just be, I need to do these five things this week because I have to and, you know, achieving them um, and like checking them off in my day planner is really satisfying. And so sometimes if it's like a mundane task that isn't really urgent, but I'm tired of having it hang over my head and I just want to get it done, just being able to check it off is like satisfying for me. So sometimes that helps me achieve a goal. But in terms of big swings, I have some goals that are set that I have set for myself creatively and professionally that it might take three or five years, like in five years, I might have achieved this goal. In three years, I might have achieved this goal. It might happen sooner, but it could take that long. And these are huge, massive goals that a million and one things have to go right for this thing to happen. And I just think, okay, if that's my goal, what can I do today to take a tiny baby step towards that goal or help myself become the person that I'm going to need to be to achieve that goal. And so sometimes that's reading about or watching a TED talk or a movie on someone who's done that thing, or it's, it's reading a book on, you know, I think I need to get better at this quality of myself or I need to be able to have conversations about this type of thing. So I'm going to read a book on that now. So when it is five years or three years or one year from now, I'm going to know how to do that. 
And something that I enjoy doing kind of on the business side is I like to read books on um, people who have started businesses that have gone on to be really successful because I like to learn about uh, what that process looked like. And again, I'll talk about this more in the entrepreneur episode, but, um, you know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely because it's, it's just you again, steering and paddling the boat. Um, and so I have found it to be really helpful in terms of like setting those big goals professionally is to look to other people who have done it before. And so I hope that this episode was, helpful or interesting um, at the very least because I find it really fascinating like how do people that are really busy get everything done Um, and I'm also just fascinated by entrepreneurs and creative people Um, and so I hope that some of what we talked about today answered some of the questions that people have often asked about just like how I structure my time and what my days and weeks look like in probably later this year in 2021, um, I'll start to be integrating travel back into my into my week, which will be interesting because I haven't gone anywhere in, in a year. Um, but I want to thank you for listening. This has been episode two of this week on goal setting, productivity, and a week in the life. Next week will be episode three.